You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are recording our 100th episode. And we are excited. We mentioned in our last episode that we will be offering a giveaway to our first three listeners that like, follow, and give us a comment on this episode specifically. And those top three people will receive a copy of, what did we decide? Uh, Brene Brown's Daring to Lead and um, Dan Siegel's uh, Brainwise Therapist. So we're excited to um, offer that giveaway for all of our dedicated listeners. And this week, Heather, we are talking about finding our purpose as counselors and supervisors. This week, we read Five Ways to Find Your Purpose, published in Psychology Today 2023. Yes. And uh, some of the points in our article include... The importance or the the um, benefit of connecting with your values. Right. I think that is so important in lots of fields, but really important when you're working in mental health um, and especially as a supervisor. So if you're looking across the board, I mean, I think everyone's values are a little bit different. I mean, no one's going to have exactly the same values, mm-hmm. but in general, you look at the value leading you to yeah. what you well, so. Do you think that you have come across supervisees who have drastically different values from you or from other supervisees you've had? I think in the process of being interviewed, we usually sort that out ahead of time. Oh. So I think most of mine do have the same or close to the same values. Oh, I was going to say, I think that I find that um, I do have supervisees with different values. And I don't think that that keeps us from working together. Not at all. No, I don't. I don't so I, think I don't. We wouldn't weed them out necessarily, but maybe um, someone is achievement oriented, right? Or family oriented, right. and mm-hmm. not that you can't be both, but right. you know, That's um, a problem. Or um, what? Else? Maybe they're. Um, I think this is a value that counselors struggle with talking about, or or incorporating into what they do, um, valuing money, right? Right. Right. And so, I mean, those values could be very different and still um, not, I don't think, keep you from working with a supervisee. Right. What are ways you said early on you're get, getting into talking about values? How do you do that? What do you have like, like the question I ask or like the, you know, uh, you know in a way that you assess for that? Or I think when I'm talking to a new supervisee that we haven't really necessarily started a contract, like the very mm-hmm. first conversations, I am looking, when I ask questions, I'm asking like, well, what are your goals? Are your goals to cruise through your hours as fast as possible and be licensed? Or are your mm-hmm. goals to learn a new specialization? Like where right. are we focused? And so that quickly will allow me to see if I'm, yeah. Kind of aligned. I'm not always perfectly aligned. I just know that if someone, if using actually financial is a great example, if someone's yeah. super financially um, motivated. motivated, but they're an associate, <laughs> that's going to, they're going to have a different experience than we are. You know what I'm saying? Like as oh, a supervisor. Sure. So, um, 
I think when I try, if I ask someone directly when I'm just meeting them, um, what their goals are, right. what they hope to accomplish in supervision, I don't, I don't think they know. I don't think they always know. Yeah. Um, I've had people, I, like I can think of a supervisee that I worked with and it ultimately did not work out. Um, she started, and before I even asked or kind of introduced the topic, she offered that she her priority was learning. Ah, okay. It wasn't. <laughs> You're like, no. Nope. It really wasn't. <laughs> right. So um, me thinking, okay, value, she right. values learning or, right. or uh, no. No. So then it was, it was hard to, for she and I to work together because she was not looking for the thing that I thought I wanted to offer to her. Absolutely. That that I thought she was asking me to offer to her. Um, so can we, can you think of any other ways that might be potential options for assessing values? Maybe like a card sort. Mm, That could be good. I think that can be really good, actually. I also think that when you're sitting down with someone for the first time, you're just asking like goal-related questions. Everyone mm-hmm. gives the canned interview yes. answer, right? Like right, the good what answer. they're supposed to say. Right, right. But if you dig a little bit or ask what maybe their experience has been with uh, clients that are non-compliant, or mm-hmm. if they've worked, you know, you start giving them not necessarily like a full-on. How mm-hmm. do you handle this? But asking like, okay, so what are some difficult clients or what are some things that you're, yeah. I think sometimes you start to weed out like where their struggles are or where right. they do need growth. Well, like, um, I like that, that you're saying they give the right answer or the good answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've in, when you're in school to be a counselor and at some point they ask you, what's the population you think that you wouldn't work with? Everyone thinks the right answer is no one. Right. I'm going to work with everybody. <laughs> and you just don't have the ex- experience the work experience yet to know that's not the right answer that anybody's looking for um Mm -hmm. and so i think you get that and you're right in a first time meeting um i think a good example of that is money right that people are gonna because we're counselors and and unfortunately it's the topic feels taboo to some people Mm -hmm. um they're gonna say that's okay it doesn't matter that's not what i'm worried about some version of that right and to some degree, that's unrealistic. Absolutely. Right. right. Everybody has to pay their bills. Right. Um, and they need to be able to reasonably afford supervision. So to say, no, no, it doesn't matter to me. You don't get to the root of what their values are. Exactly. So I think this is a complicated it is. process Absolutely. for a super a supervisee, supervisor with a new supervisee. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try. I might try a card sort with my supervisees yeah, this coming week. <laughs> Um, I wonder what else you could maybe, um, now this is get it. I don't know if you could work this into a very first time meeting, but maybe even, um, process. I like sometimes using like a fable. Okay. Yeah. In in a, in a Mm -hmm. session with a client. So maybe I'm like, we, we both read the same fable Mm -hmm. and then we discuss or talk about, well, in this story, which one would you be? Mm -hmm. Or where do you see the dilemma or what's, who in this situation has the toughest decision to Mm -hmm. make? Um, and then from there kind of discerning some of the, their values. Absolutely. Um, maybe also part of supervision is the supervisee learning what their values are as a counselor. I was going to say, I think maybe some of them, you, you tipped on it a little bit earlier, like, I don't know that they know. Right. And I think that sometimes they think, okay, well, I value this. I, I value um, helping people or I value, you know, and, and you like think that's what you're doing when really the value needs to come back to yourself. Like that value is what are you 
valuing not what like oh being in society thinks i'm good because i help people like no mm -hmm. what do you as a person value mm -hmm. um i know for me one of the big pushes for private practice was being in control of my own schedule mm -hmm. and being available to my kids mm -hmm. and that was that was huge um it worked for me because I kind of stayed true to it, like didn't falter. Mm -hmm. But there are plenty of times where I was like, oh, like this is this is harder because I'm doing not as much work all the time and balancing multiple mm -hmm. different things. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. OK, well, so that's how we think about connecting with our supervisees values and helping them to connect with their values. How and you started to talk about this, that this you were aware of your values and making the choices that you made. On a micro level, on a day-to-day -day level, how do you think you do that? How do you refocus or recenter yourself on your around your values? Um, I think a lot of it is about remembering like why I do what I do or mm -hmm. what how I how I I you know how, everyone has difficult clients or easy clients or you know whatever it is, but just kind of keeping it balanced really for me i'm looking for that balance well how do you do that though how do you remind yourself about your values you said oh well i structure my day where i really theoretically only work half days stay with us we'll be right back the coaching conversation 2024 this podcast is 100 dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area we work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Well, I, so, but what if you feel like you've lost sight of your values? What is it that you do to get yourself back on track or, um, probably some, is there some, maybe there, it's not you, but maybe right. there's a thing that gets you back on track. Yeah. I think sometimes, um, some writing, some journaling, exploring what yeah. other options are, um, that I do value learning. I am one of those that mm -hmm. loves that. And so I think one of the things that keeps you on track is, um, your husband and your kids yeah that if you weren't doing your normal mm -hmm. routine which feels pretty balanced to you right. that one of them would pipe up like, playing. what is going on <laughs> you know, what happened to you where right. have you been or right. this you're being weird or mm -hmm. they would tell you yeah they do and i think the other part is is for instance i just went on a vacation a mm -hmm. very quick little camping trip and I was loving where we were and it was great. And then I was like, you know, I love being out here and I always kind of think, oh, I love nature. But I was really enjoying the break that we didn't have good Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, yeah. we did, and, and, and connecting back to that and being like, okay, so like you could go make a phone call or look at Facebook or whatever, but it was going to be slow and choppy and everything else. So mm -hmm. connecting back to like, okay, this time together was so good. I kind of got re-energized that like, yeah, okay, family stuff well, is good. I know? mean, I think that means in this right in, in this context the way that you realigned yourself was that you did spend more time connected to that those values and you realized like whoa maybe i was not doing this as much as i usually right. do or as i would like and it would because you hadn't been doing it it made it more apparent right or you felt it, felt it more. you felt yeah, the benefits exactly. of it more exactly hmm. 
Um, I'm trying to think of ways that I get myself realigned or reconnected with my values. I think maybe similar to you, it's certain people, right? That I can talk to certain people and mm-hmm. I go, oh yeah, that, yeah, that's what matters most mm-hmm. to me. Or, um, maybe feeling, oh, and this leads into our next point. I think maybe when I f- like, feel some successes yes and whatever that means um like a work success Mm -hmm. or something else i'm like yeah that's important to me right or wow that makes a big difference in i don't know my life but also in the things that i find important wow i should really exactly that does commit more time there so our next point in the article was the value or the importance of figuring out how to make an impact quickly right and I think that ties into the cause and effect, right? Like if you do this action, sorry, it should have been action and effect, but like if you do this action or if you do this thing and you feel that impact, it builds upon itself. Mm-hmm. So when you have a success with a client, now we're not all going to have successes with clients every day, right? but you can reflect on that and know that like, yes, this client made such great strides and I helped guide that process. Uh-huh. Like, you know. So realizing that sometimes counseling is the long game. Right. Exactly. That sometimes uh, you don't every single day see mm-hmm. some kind of outcome. Right. Um, but we're saying maybe if you can set yourself up to have more of those kinds mm-hmm. of outcomes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, I agree with you. We, we can't, one, you can't artificially do that with a client. Right, right. You can't go, and you're not depressed anymore. Right. Ta-da. No. <laughs> um, and that sometimes it's a long game, and so you don't get to experience it mm-hmm. every day, all the time. What are ways that we could feel that or create that for ourselves as counselors? or the, And that we might coach new supervisees, because I can appreciate that, too. You're a supervisee, and you're really excited, right. and you're looking for mm-hmm. a ta-da moment. Right. And you just, you're like, is it happening yet? Is it happening yet? Mm -hmm. Is it happening yet? So how could we, for ourselves, and then also coach our supervisees to create situations that offer a quick impact? I think that using, um, I ask my supervisees often if their, um, their best moment of the week like clinically speaking oh, and getting okay. them to it's like, so what was, and even if they don't necessarily think it was a success, but they're telling a funny story about something happened yeah. or whatever, it does bring to like, okay, I can look for a success there. Okay. And then also I call it screams of agony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what are the screams of agony? Like what happened this week that like you got stuck on or like okay. made you reevaluate something? So <clears throat> intentionally spending time in the, in a supervision session, making space for celebrations. Right. Right. Um, and they don't have to be they don't huge, have to be the biggest huge. ones, <laughs> right. but making sure that on a regular basis, you're making room for. Yes. And and I I mean, I've had so many supervisees that at all different levels in school and once mm-hmm. they're out of school and maybe even towards working on a certificate, um, that they have so much trouble doing that. Yeah. That, finding that, the small thing. Right. right. Well, no, to um, appreciate something in themselves. Mm-hmm. That I well, what was the best part of that session? And they talk around and around and around <laughs> and never get to and and I listen and then when they stop talking, like you said a lot of constructive criticism. I didn't hear you say anything positive about what you did. Mm-hmm. Let's try again. Right. Restart. Um, and so I find it that when I'm doing that, I have to help them in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that I will first acknowledge something. As I said, you model, right? like this is what um, And then gradually getting them to do it. But 
Um, I also, I really like to do that in a safe group supervision mm-hmm. situation right. Right. because the people who are witnessing that they're going, oh, she really had a hard time acknowledging that she did anything right. well. Oh, I see what Sarah's trying to get at. Sarah really wants you to see you did a good job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if it was in greeting them or reflecting a feeling or whatever, or, um, you know, I always run five minutes late because I just can't get them to. I was just going to say that. And the the when you're like, I stopped right when I wanted to. And you're like, that's a success. I had a supervisee, I guess, like maybe it's a current supervisee that we celebrated that all of her notes were done and complete before mm. Friday. So there was nothing to take well, home over the weekend. I mean, that's no small feat. That's, <laughs> that's good. Um, but what about for yourself? I'm thinking if I know what my, I mean, we have more experience to know that sometimes counseling does take longer to feel, right. a re, you know, to get a right. reward from. So what are things that you do so that maybe there's a, maybe like a constant trickle of, mm-hmm positive impact or positive feedback that you're getting for me it helps if i tell someone else so even if it's something really small Mm -hmm. if i just pop my head next door to one of my colleagues and be like guess what and it can be very good you know yeah like it's not that big counseling is a very lonely business yeah (laughs) well i i like doing that because especially like popping your head you know over to the next person um because sometimes who else is going to understand some of the successes that right? we right. like, hey, guess what? Right. I got a kid to put his shoes back on before he left the session mm-hmm. and there was no fight about right. it. Right. Um, or just right. small things. Right. So like, you know, my my kid client that has such negative self-talk came in and told me something good he did at right. school. Right. Um and that other people might not—they'd be like so, compl- yeah. really, really understand <laughs> right. the value of that mm-hmm. or the deeper meaning. And so, sharing with a coworker, mm-hmm. or um, even if you're in a more—you said—lonely setting, right. like a private practice with not many peers, then making sure that you have people that you connect with regularly for consultation. Right, right. Setting yourself um, up so that it's already part of your routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I do this. I don't I haven't decided if it's a benefit or to my detriment. Um, I do other counseling activities that do feel like there is an ending or mm-hmm. a completion or, oh, we did that and that felt good right. or that was useful. Um, and it could be, I don't know. Oh, recently, um, still counseling related. Um, I, kept seeing something about virtual business cards oh okay. i might have to share this with yes, you after I was we, say, what is it? <laughs> um because i was i have a supervisee that's um more than one actually right now that's um talking about or thinking about starting a private practice and they ask questions like okay how many pamphlets do i print out and i went no mm, nope nope nope, <laughs> nope. Nobody wants your pamphlets. (laughs) Um, And so I was coaching those people into understanding that really the value of printed material isn't that much. I mean, it's not very useful to you anymore. And they said, well, what about business cards? And I went, I have been seeing this digital business card Mm -hmm. idea thing, and I don't understand it. Um, So I looked into it and figured out how to do it and created one for everyone in my office Fantastic. And that felt it was a fun little project that didn't right. actually take very long. And there's a YouTube video. Okay. Um, so I might share it with <laughs> you later. Like um, but it was like a fun little thing that I went, huh, 
Right. Did it. This is fun. Done. It, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I do that for myself. Yeah. I also, I've mentioned it before. I think you already know that I have a box in, um, it's at home right now. It's not my office. Um, I don't think I'd keep it in my office, but it is full of little thank yous. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's one, It's like one of those boxes that it's a box, but it looks like a book. Yes. Um, and I can't remember. It says something cutesy on the outside. Right. Um, but, you know, little thank you cards, mm-hmm. a, you know, a postcard, a little drawing that somebody made me. Right. Um, I have a rock in one of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, things and like that. So um, I will occasionally open that up and remind mm-hmm. myself of some of the wins if it right. feels like it's been a while. Right. It's a good idea. Okay. The last uh, point that we pulled from our article this week was the importance of finding meaning in your work. Yeah. I think we were just, that was actually a perfect transition Mm because we were just talking about, you know, when you have that success or when you need to be reminded of that success, it does kind of pull you back into like what work we're doing and how it is meaningful. And being in mental health, it could be anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really could Mm -hmm. be depending Mm -hmm. on your client, depending on your supervisees. I mean, you could find that meaning just because you did the simplest, like, I was able to help a supervisee today, you know, learn a quicker way to write notes. Uh And that truly, like, although it doesn't sound like, oh, that's so meaningful. Well, it was meaningful for them. And it's something that I was able to teach or that I was able to show. Right. So it doesn't. I I think that a lot about supervision. I think that's where I find my meaning Mm -hmm. in supervision is that I'm thinking, I hear the number of clients that I can touch in a year. Right. If how many more might I impact or, or positively benefit if all of my supervisees are also doing absolutely um this morning i was talking to a supervisee and talking through using parent consultation yeah and i do it's i think in general it's it's not well addressed in school Mm -hmm. and then people don't get very good training and so right they're um, like what now what what are we doing (laughs) um so to give her some specifics on what i do and my thought process and then to practice it a little bit i think i it felt as I was doing it, it felt like she was going, oh, connected the dots. Wow. That's the point. Um, yeah. And she actually ended and she said, I am thinking about all the clients that I need to go. Do <laughs> do, yeah, I, like <laughs> I have things I now need to work on. And I did. I told her to like, don't do it all in one week. No, like start uh, small. Right. And, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever done that. I shot myself in the foot one time doing that. I thought I'm going to do all my parent consultations, meet with every single parent this week and mm-hmm. be so organized mm-hmm. and have a routine. Oh, I've done that. And then it's horrible. Yes, it's absolutely horrible. Oh. I've also done the thing when this is more going to types of clients, but like, I'm going to see all of my married couples on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't do that. (laughs) Um, So when I think about the value of finding meaning, it makes me think that this and the other points in our article are really pivotal to counselors or helping professionals. Helping professionals. That I think it's possible that someone in a different type of field doesn't need doesn't it isn't as important to them to find meaning in their job mm-hmm. that they might find meaning in other things that they do and be really fulfilled in that right but i think connecting with your values realizing your impact and finding meaning in your work i think those three things if you are if you're struggling to do that i think it's a recipe for burnout yeah you will be burned out quickly it's right. actually a good thing to look at if you right. are feeling burned out right. which of those three things do i need to readdress right i think if if you stopped if you maybe perhaps you listened to our episode and you stopped and evaluated those three things for yourself and went ugh 
right? I don't <laughs> feel like, here. yeah, I don't feel like I have any meaning day to day. And I don't remember the last time I felt like I made an impact and my values, I don't know what my values are connected right. to, that that would be a real sign of compassion fatigue mm-hmm. or burnout. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, compassion fatigue and burnout aren't um, a black, black and white ideas. They right. exist on a spectrum. So maybe you can connect with your values and you can think, oh, last week I did that cool thing. Mm-hmm. But you're like, but I'm having trouble with meaning. Right. Then it's still kind of an indicator that maybe that's something to think about or work on. Right. To keep shifting. Um so, yeah, I think that's a, uh, to me, that's a pretty important factor, finding meaning as a counselor. Um, the, the, I think the work that we do is just too hard, too personal. Yes. Like, and like we said, you don't get a reward every single day that there's got to be a bigger meaning or right. why would we keep doing it? Right. Exactly. There's not enough hallmark. Thank you, therapist cards. To there should be. Could, could, we, could that be our new thing? We create, yeah, we create a line of, of thank you cards at Hallmark. That'd be right. kind of fun. Um, well, I think all those things are important in finding purpose and in helping our supervisees find purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a nice capstone for our hundredth episode. Yes. Very because I think that's why you and I have supervision with a vision. That's true. Is uh, helping other people and ourselves find purpose, connect with our values, feel an impact, find Be better supervisors. Right, right. <laughs> um, so we are excited that we've reached 100 episodes and we want to share our excitement with you. So again, um, Heather, right, we are offering um, two uh, an option or a choice of two mm-hmm. different books to our first three people right. who, um, what do they need to do? They need to like, comment, and, and follow. follow. Um uh, this episode, not just any episode, but like, comment, and follow this episode. And the first three people that do that will uh, receive a, a copy of either Brene Brown's Daring to Lead yes. or Dan Siegel's Brainwise Therapist. Correct. Um, so hopefully everybody jumps into action and likes, comments, and follows us. Good luck. Thanks, guys. <laughs>